Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Kick that Science audio. Science as fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dr. Chacho. And I'm not a doctor. Oops, I had my Twitch stream on, so you might have heard an echo there for a second. Welcome to Science AF, the OMG, WTF, and LMFAOASMP of science. We can be found at scienceafpod.com. This is a podcast about the wonders, joys, love, and... Uh, 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 astonishment of science, current science news, breakthroughs, studies, discoveries, inventions, and such. I forgot to see if my echo machine is working. Here is an echo. Science AF is an audio podcast that can be found on all audio down pass to download server things and also at scienceafpod.com and we're also a live stream on twitch usually saturday afternoons at science underscore af and you can watch that live stream right now but you're not and we have a YouTube channel where we put up the short segments for little snippets of your daily science requirement on SAF Shorts. Science AF is uh, part of the Gravy Day network. So you can go to gravyday.com to see the shorts or listen to the podcast or give me a tip at gravyday.com slash tip slash chacho what else just a few more things to get it out of the way gravyday.com is where the show's located you can venmo at gravyday to uh, uh send some uh, uh silver over to the production company at patreon.com slash gravy day where you can see the live streams slightly edited down but in their natural state of glory and finally etsy.com slash shop slash gravy day has some little 3d printed inventions that i invented Okay, let's get to the science. What's new this week? Let's do a little front sell. Let's see what we're going to be looking at. On the flip side, ancient trees show when the Earth's magnetic field last flipped out. We have a tree that was around to tell the tale. Researchers design edible holograms for food. Can't wait for my food to have eye-popping late designs on them and then sea slugs oh it's, it's cut off on the on the video stream here but you will soon find out about sea slugs 
that decapitate themselves just for fun. And in Climate Countdown, a new company is turning airborne CO2 into diamonds, which helps the climate and the diamond industry, I guess, to be not as horrible. And then we're going to take a look at some pictures and sound from the Perseverance uh, uh, rover on Mars. So let's get right into it. First topic the flip side. Okay, this is a new report out from, uh, let's see, well, this is uh, from NPR, and uh, they found, well, not NPR. Um, see who did this someone found a giant cowrie tree in the Waipua Waipua forest in New Zealand uh, that had been preserved in a bog for like 40,000 years and it had some evidence that tells us about when the Earth's magnetic field flipped. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Well preserved. The last time it flipped was about 42,000 years ago. Um, around the time of the extinctions of the Neanderthals and sudden appearance of cave art. Coincidence? Probably. But not necessarily. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, geologists have noticed that die-offs of large animals uh, uh, appear in periods when Earth's magnetic field was weak. So what's happening? Okay. Our Earth, the thing that presumably we're stuck to right now, as you're listening to this, has a giant churning iron metal core well it has a solid metal core and around it it has a liquid metal uh, sloshing around let's see if we can get to uh, a picture of what the earth looks like first here's the here's a picture of the actual tree this uh, I, I can't even pronounce what this uh, says here a quarry log from a swamp in New Zealand. Um, this was unearthed at Top Energy's Nagawa Geothermal Power Station. Da, 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 the tree, 16 meters long, weighing 16 tons, blah, 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 excavated. Okay. And it has carbon in it from a time when the Earth's magnetic field was going the other way. So we don't know too much about there. This is like a relatively new concept that we have learned that the Earth's magnetic field can flip and probably has a few times in its billion-year-old history 
Uh, I think I saw that uh, estimates are like every 200 to 300,000 years, the whole sloshing around insides might flip over. And that means the magnetic field around the whole Earth is going to flip. Or, more likely, when it is on its way to flipping, it's going to become weak and sort of turbulent and sort of moving all over the place. Uh, this quote says, uh, the Nor uh, this is talking about 40,000 years ago. The North Pole did wander across North America towards New York, back again across Oregon, and then zoomed down through the Pacific really fast to Antarctica and hung out there for about 400 years. So there were people around back then. <laughs> this 40,000 years ago. Uh, humans probably weren't in North America yet, but they were in Africa and Europe and Asia. Neanderthals were around. They might have been hanging out together. And the earth went weird. Uh, this would have probably been a very bad time to be hanging out on earth. Uh, here's a little description. Well, uh, the ozone layer would have been affected, uh, would have taken a beating, as it says. The sun, if the sun went through one of its periodic conniptions where the strength of, of the earth's magnetic field was turned way down, a solar flare or storm would have sent a burst of radiations that could have massive consequences for people living back then. This might be what drove them into caves. So that foreshadowing paid off. They're basically saying if this happens, the daytime becomes very unpleasant outside. And we're not just talking about for a week, for 400 years, the outside was widely unlivable unpredictable and chaotic we're talking like fi not really fires in the sky but you know the northern lights the aurora borealis and aurora australialis were everywhere it probably looked crazy there was there was northern lights all over the earth and during the day there was probably electrical storms no ozone layer so you get sunburn or carcinoma in, in a matter of seconds and a lot of animals died off. Also probably some of the animals probably died off due to the sun and some of the animals probably died off due to getting lost because we know a lot of animals can sense magnetic fields and use it to navigate to their homes or breeding grounds or whatever and A lot of those animals would have been fucked when this happened. Is it going to happen again soon? Probably not soon enough for any of us to have to worry about it. But yeah, I mean, maybe in a couple hundred thousand years, if humans are still around, this could happen again. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at what the... Here's a, here's a representation of the sun's magnetic field lines. Normally, they go out into space and save us from the solar wind. 
um, the magnetosphere, magnetosphere surrounds the planet, uh, origi uh, originates from the hot molten metal and the iron core, that's the liquid flowing around, sloshing around, blah, 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 and, and the magnetic fields shield us from cosmic rays and sunbeams. Here's a good picture of the anatomy of Earth. In the inner core, which is what, a thousand miles across? Uh, is a big iron ball. That's the inner core. The core is a metal, liquid metal, sloshing paste of super hot liquid metal sloshing around the inner core. This is what causes our magnetic field lines and makes compasses work. Then around that we have the mantle, which is lava, various things, not quite as hot as the inner metal layer. And then the crust, it says here, by the way, let's see, the crust is how, it's maybe a hundred feet down, a couple hundred feet down in most places. The lowest, I mean, not feet, I mean miles. The deepest humans has ever drilled is just under 12 kilometers, and that took 20 years. So we're not even close to making it to the mantle or much less the core. Uh, that's going to take another couple years of drill technology. Um, oh, Le Champs, or Le Champ excursion, is the name of a place in France where we have some lava rocks that were uh, lava that apparently dried, erupted and dried during this time 40,000 years ago when the magnetic field was reversed because it's going the wrong way. There's lava pointed in the wrong way. Uh, this article is about how scientists spell it wrong. Um, big deal but uh, somehow there's no pictures of lava at the Le Champ excursion on the internet uh, I, I think uh, a, a geologist really dropped the ball on this one one final thought on magnetic spheres I, I remember seeing one of these at, at a, an exploratorium when I was a kid a turbulent orb this is a ball filled with liquid that you can spin around and you can see sort of clouds forming inside it if these look like a planet to you like pictures of uh, uh, Jupiter or Saturn that you've seen it's not a coincidence it's kind of a coincidence but those are big the big balls of fluid that are spinning around and they have different flow patterns on them. And sometimes the flow is really smooth. We call that laminar flow. Sometimes the flow is really turbulent and chaotic. You can see in this picture at the top here, if you're just listening to this, we're looking at a YouTube video of turbulent orb, an exploratorium, little uh, 
demonstration. That's really cool. And you can see now as the orb slows, the, the clouds become more turbulent. And you could sort of picture, I think, what might happen if our inner core of the Earth got that turbulent. Uh, the Earth would hold together, but th that laminar flow might flip upside down. And that's that would really suck if we were around not just compasses but all geosynchronous satellites would stop working probably a lot of electronics would stop working cancer rates would go through the roof a lot of animals would become extinct very quickly let's hope that doesn't happen until someone else has to deal with it and if you're in the far future dealing with this right now all of our hopes and prayers <laughs> go out to you and if you have invented any sort of time machine telephone give us a call tell us how it is next science topic food awakening get it researchers have designed edible holograms this is very exciting um, let's see laser etching on food safe pigments can create 2d images that look 3d that you can eat and they will digest in your stomach as if they were in three dimensions so what they did was usually it says holograms are imprinted with lasers and a metal such as aluminum which is not edible according to insidescience.org thank you uh, or you could be they, they could be etched into transparent services surfaces that is a new study would eliminate it they don't, they don't name the study here. Um, but let's take a look at the actual study from ACS Publications, whatever that is. Here's direct printing of nanostructured structured holograms on consumable substrates. And there you can read all the people involved. Here's some little tiny blown up pictures of the hologram they make. They made one that says edible, they made one that says nano. My question to them is why so tiny? I we know that holograms can be you know, hand hold uh, big enough to hold in your hand and we know that they can be even bigger. So I don't know why they're making these tiny nano holograms. But what they did was they painted some sugar syrup, um, 175 milligrams of the surface, increased the diffraction efficiency. So they, they painted some, some, some black uh, dye and some sugar syrup on, I think, a grain of sugar. And etched with a laser 
they're, they're produced on uh, sucrose crystals by UV microlithography. Okay, so they, they etched with a tiny laser on a tiny crystal of sugar. Not sure why they just didn't do a whole candy bar. Seems like once you do the t crystal of sugar, you could just sort of make one a candy bar size, I would think. But that's probably coming. I can't wait to see. I mean, we're probably going to see fruit with glowing holograms on them, candy with full pictures, cakes, I'm sure, with like, you know, Harry Potter-like images of the, the uh, of Sirius Black looking back at us. And I'm all for it. If you were wondering about how holograms work, one thing to keep in mind I never thought of this when I was a kid I thought that hologram, holograms were sort of a light picture that lifted up off the, the table that's really how do you see it in cartoons like Futurama but a hologram doesn't lift up above the surface that it's on you have to look it, it, it's like a uh if, if you're looking at a hologram in a magazine, it doesn't lift up above the magazine. It just looks 3D in the magazine. Um, and that's important to remember when seeing holograms. Even the best, like when you see the hologram of Tupac or, or, or Gorillaz is a band that uses holograms live. They have glass panes and that's what the hologram is on. There is no hologram just in space so far as far as we know because light does not reflect off itself it doesn't interact with itself photons do not touch in the air bounce off each other in the air can't do that but here's a, a quick description that I found useful of how a hologram work works here is an explanation of what happened inside the emulsion the reference beam from the left interferes with each reflected light beam from the car, creating an interference pattern. The emulsion simultaneously records all the patterns caused by all the points. Now, when the reference beam alone shines through the film, each pattern reconstructs its own object beam, and thus the whole car appears to be reconstructed. Now this is an old video from the 60s or 70s and this hologram is pretty basic there's way better ones now but that's a pretty good description description of what happens with with lasers each point on the holographic sheet records every single reflected angle of the car or whatever you're looking at and and here's what it looks like on a micro scale, if you, let's see, where was it? Uh, oh man, I can't find that. There was a really good picture in this video of what hologram looks like, zoomed in. Oh, there it is. 
on a microscale. Here is a microscope view of the processed film. It's got all of these wave reflection patterns burned into it at different angles. The silver emulsion is exposed. So anyway, that's still kind of how uh, holograms work, even though this was from many decades ago. Uh, very cool. And as you can see here, this picture of the edible holograms looks a lot like that picture from the video uh, of the zoomed in picture of the hologram. So anyway, looking forward to holographic foods. Next topic, sea slugs and bio-MG, the Sacoglossin sea slug can shed its and then regenerate its body. I saw another article that said it decapitates itself, which is kind of true, but that sort of assumes that it gets rid of its head. It doesn't get rid of its head. It gets rid of its body whenever it feels like, which is crazy. Uh, this kind of goes back to the head transplant thing. We, we call the idea a head transplant, even though if you're the head being transplanted, you're pretty much getting a body transplant. You assume most of the, the, the functionality of the creatures in the head uh, where the brain goes. So this thing can just lop off its body, seal up that wound, and then continue to walk around and in a few weeks grow its body back. They don't know exactly how this happens or, or, or why. They, we, this is a quote. We suspect there must be stem-like cells at the, at the cut end of the neck that are capable of regenerating the body. Um, it's unclear why they would do this. One possibility is it helps remove internal parasites. Good possibility. Sometimes maybe... Uh, you ate too many cookies over the holidays. Who wouldn't want to shed that whole body and just grow a new perfect one, start from a clean slate on January 1st with a brand new slug body. Next topic. Climate countdown where we look into how uh, how it's going with the old end of the world. Uh, sometimes we have some positive stories. Here's one. Modern alchemists are turning airborne CO2 into diamonds. That's pretty awesome. Um, as we know, diamonds are mostly carbon, like coal compressed to uh, a, a small shiny gem usually because of thousands of year, years of geothermal pressure. But in the past 
decade or so, maybe a couple decades, uh, scientists have been able to create diamonds in a lab by compressing carbon using lasers. Now there's a, uh, two companies are selling diamonds made in a lab from the CO2 that they pulled out of the air. This, uh, this one's called Aether, 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 a New York-based company. Um, each carat of a diamond removes 20 tons of CO2. Mm -hmm. 20 tons of CO2. Well, that would imply to me that there's 20 that the that there's 20 tons of matter in that diamond. I guess when you get rid of the O's and CO2 and just use the C, you're taking 20 tons out, but not putting all that mass into the diamond. Not sure how that translates exactly, but they're more power to them. They're sucking CO2 out of the air, which we need to be doing more of and anyone that can create a further incentive for people to pull carbon out of the air even if it's rich people want bling let's do it let's get the, the rich people their bling and use their money to suck all of, of the harmful greenhouse gases out of the air With the purchase of a two-carat diamond, you're essentially offsetting two and a half years of your life. Okay. Well, there's a lot of sketchy math involved in that. But basically, they're saying uh, make yourself more carbon neutral by uh, using laboratory-made diamonds that uh, come out of the air. And, you know, in each diamond, you have little pieces of... Uh, uh, former forest fires, uh, 12 cigarettes, and the cremains of six grandmas. Here's a picture. Oh, where's the picture? Um, in Scientific American, they just have a random picture of a diamond from Getty Images. But in this uh, newswire... LSN Global. I don't know who they are, but they have an actual picture that is labeled carbon negative diamond by ether. Looks pretty cool. Looks like a diamond. Looks pretty enough. Uh, I still don't want one, but I'm glad that they're no longer blood diamonds sparkling, sparking wars. Probably there are still some blood diamonds sparking wars, but the diamond industry has made an effort to get better and uh, good for them for trying to improve. And, okay, there's a lot of stuff about the beers and mining in here that um, I'm not going to get into. But the one more point I want to say was these are not cheap. Aether has been selling its diamonds since the beginning of the year at prices ranging from seven grand for a ring to forty grand for earrings. Alright, so they're not trying to say these are fake diamonds. They're really 
uh, going all in on selling these diamonds at diamond prices. And uh, yeah, maybe we won't need to mine them anymore. We can just make them all in New York. Next topic. That's pretty much our show, but under buy for now, let's take a look at all of the things Perseverance has sent it has sent us since it landed a few weeks ago. Here's a great landscape, uh, a three-dimensional picture that it took of the the rim of the crater that it's in. It's basically, whoops. Okay, there we go. It's it's in a rocky crater with surrounded by mountains on all sides, uh, and it's been doing some drilling and experimenting. Let's take a look. What else it sent us? Um said sounds of Mars which is cool for the first time in history we can hear what it sounds like on another planet and it sounds like this okay I turned my, my own background audio off this is what it sounds like on another planet. Oh, there's a piano lounge. Okay, here's another NASA audio track. It sounds a little windy today. Okay, and the third audio track is what the laser sounds like. It's already been lasering the Earth. The Earth on Mars? Is there Earth on Mars? Is there Earth on Mars? <sighs> God damn it. Uh, they keep tricking me into playing something musical and finally this is a live feed um the mars rover right now we're looking at a satellite feed of uh where the rover is um if, find this on youtube uh cosmos sapiens is the youtube account that has been streaming this live and uh, right now we're just looking at like telemetry data numbers about satellites and stuff but every once in a while this goes to a live feed of the video on the on the rover oh here it is so now we're looking at sol 23 which is day 23 except the martian day is a little different than ours it's been there for 23 mars days it's four, it's five o'clock there, almost the same time as it is here. And 
I think we're looking at live-ish, but live from Mars means 11 minutes ago or so. So we're looking at something that happened not too long ago, which is nothing. Just rocks hanging out. So far, all Mars inhabitants have been too coy. And that's our show. Let's go back to that Science theme song. AF. This has Science been Science AF. AF. I've been your Science host, Dr. AF. Chacho. And I'm Science not a doctor. AF. Please Science consider AF. going Science to gravyday.com. Venmoing at Gravy Day. Joining our Patreon.com slash Gravy Day. Or checking out our Etsy.com shop. Science AF is a weekly podcast. Twitch live stream and YouTube video shorts channel. Please check us out. Tell all of your friends and pets we exist and we are here for your daily or at least weekly, sometimes semi-weekly dose of science. Play that theme again. Let's get us out of here. Science AF. 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 Science AF.